Hi, today is Tuesday, March 14th, and welcome to the 5-Minute Check-In. So today we're going to focus on one subject, colon cancer screening. March is Colon Cancer Awareness Month, so this gives us a good opportunity to really discuss this topic in a little more depth. Plus, there was a recent publication that came out looking at the impact of colon cancer screening on mortality and morbidity. There's been a lot of discussions about colon cancer screening with some recommendations to change the date and time at which we start screening folks at an earlier age, at the age of 45. And there's also been discussion about colon cancer not only being diagnosed earlier, but more aggressive. So to help me in this conversation today, I have two experts joining me. I have Dr. Nick Jansen, Medical Director for Ambulatory Quality and Population Health at Virginia Mason Franciscan. And I have Dr. Devi Krishnamurti, Associate Professor of Surgery at the Creighton School of Medicine. Thank you both for joining me today. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for having me too. Great. Why don't we jump right into this? Debbie, why don't you start us off by describing the clinical trial? What was done in this trial? What were the results, the methods? And then we'll talk a little bit about what we think about those results. So um, in the October issue of the New England Journal of Medicine, there was a randomized controlled trial based on populations from four different countries in Europe, where they randomized the patient one is to two to receive an invitation to undergo a colonoscopy versus standard of care, which in these countries is no recommendation for colonoscopy-related screening. Of the people that got an invitation to receive colonoscopy, so of a total population of 84,000, 28,000 of these patients were invited to receive a colonoscopy, and 42% of patients actually complied. And the rest, 56,000, did not get invited to participate in a colonoscopy-directed screening. In this population, they saw that the risk of having a colon cancer, uh, which was their first outcome, decreased from 1.2% to 0.98% in the group that received the invitation. They did not see any changes in the risk of dying from colorectal cancer or risk of dying from any other cause, which were the other two outcomes they evaluated. As I see this study, it does show that there is a benefit to having a colonoscopy-directed screening to prevent colon cancer, but it also highlights one of the main problems with colonoscopy, which is uh, compliance. Which is compliance. So surprising number in that it didn't, you had a small percent of folks that actually got screened throughout these three different countries, averaging around 40%. There was a reduction in colon cancer, but not a big change in mortality. So well, Nick, why don't we ask you a little bit, what, tell us a little bit about the recommendations that are out there now, how have things changed, and then maybe you can talk to us about your interpretation of this trial. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so the recommendations right now are to begin screening for colorectal cancer at age 45, which, as you said, does represent a change. And that's based on some really sobering data that's come out recently on just how um, deaths from colorectal cancer have gone up 1% per year in the less than 50-year-old age group. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really was a big driving force to changing those guidelines. In terms of the study that uh, Davey was mentioning, it does highlight just the continued opportunity that we have for getting people in for colorectal cancer screening uh, for a screening test that, as we all know, from a process perspective, is the most difficult one to obtain. And that's why we are really... Um, trying to create work around and structure around getting people to use other modalities like stool-based testing. 
So, you know, that's sort of an interesting thing. And in, in the three of us were talking about this before. When colonoscopy is done, it's, it's a great test, right? So, but the question is, you know, I don't know in the United States, the numbers are anywhere from 30 to 40 to 50%, depending on that community. And some communities just don't have access to this, right? So if we just put all our money and chips on colonoscopy, you know, we're going to miss a lot of people. But, um, and, and so Debbie, as a surgeon who's curing and treating, you know, uh, colon cancer on a daily basis, um, what, are, what do you, as you read this article and interpret these, how, how do you think about it? And, and are you going to do anything differently as you talk to your patients? So um, we all know that colonoscopy is the gold standard, the best test available to prevent colon cancer. And it's the only screening modality, which is also therapeutic. There are other things that are stool-based or visualization tests like CT colonography or the proprietary test Cologuard and then the GUIC test, which is available everywhere and the cheapest of all. Um, the problem is any of those tests come positive, you still have to follow them up with a colonoscopy. And recently with the changes in guidelines, insurance companies are supposed to pay through the continuum of care, which has always been a problem for us clinicians when mm -hmm. we find some positive screening test and then the patient is liable for copay. A lot of people don't have the follow-up colonoscopy. So as an right. test, while a colonoscopy may not always be necessary and patients can have, for example, a colagard or a stool test or a CT colonography, if they did come up with a positive test on any of those, then a colonoscopy for follow-up would be indicated. And it's still the best test that's out there to decrease the risk. I mean, there's no question, but if, if more than 50% of folks are not getting screened, then we we need to do something else. And I think the, you know, the question is, what is that going to be? Um, and, and how can we, in, you know, increase that number of screened? I don't know. So Nick, what, what is your takeaway on this? Well, my takeaway is, as I mentioned, I think that there's an opportunity to um, certainly highlight the importance of getting a colonoscopy done and perhaps work around making that process easier for patients. But I would also say uh, the stool-based studies, uh, which have a pretty high sensitivity, in particular, the FIT DNA, which is the Cologuard test, right. um, and highlighting just opportunity to get people to use those tests as well. We always say in the ambulatory uh, uh, ambulatory quality and population health world that the best test is the one that gets done. Great. Well, good conversation. It's an extremely important conversation. This is Colon Cancer Awareness Month. So thank you both for joining me today in this, this discussion. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us, Dr. McGinn. So thank you for joining me once again in the five-minute check-in, and I'll see you all in two weeks.